Because the Bible says in the last days, people are going to have itching ears. They're not going to want to hear the truth. They will not tolerate sound doctrine. So people will get up and preach doctrines of devils. devils. Joe, immoral communist Biden, is a supporter of transgender surgery, puberty blockers, even for minors, and all at public expense. I'm sick of it. The communism that came in this country and the socialism, the whole Democratic Party, it was weaned in Baptist churches just like this and preachers who said they believed the Bible and lying about it at the same time. Why can't we just believe that God says what he means and means what he says? All right, welcome everybody. Thanks for joining in again today. We're back on that with another episode of the Canceled Preacher Podcast. And good to be with you. Um, we have, uh, well, a hot-button topic, I guess, uh, especially now, but um, there's this documentary that I've been hearing about that came out, um, and we're going to talk about it today. It's called Let Us Pray, and I think it's basically attacking um, Independent Fundamental Baptists, right? That's well, Pretty much, before yes. Before we get into it, I'll just say I haven't seen it. I heard about it. It's making quite a stir amongst uh, the brethren, especially amongst recovering fundamentalists and people uh, who have left uh the old time religion um but uh i've heard a lot about it not i've not seen it you though you did watch it i did watch it yes so you had some people come to you and tell you about it talk to you about it i guess ask you about it i didn't know uh, about it until somebody had come up last week in soul winning and said have you heard about the the discovery they said it was put out by discovery and of course i watched it on prime and um you know a um, a bunch of accusations against Jack Hiles. Actually, it wasn't about Jack Hiles pretty much at all. He kind of mentioned him as like the leader of the independent fundamental Baptist movement. But Jack Hiles is dead, and he's been dead for 20 years, you know, right. plus, 20 years plus, 22 years. But anyway, and so that prompted me to listen to it because, after all, I had went to Hiles Anderson College and was a member of First Baptist Church for about seven years. And so, yeah, I was interested and, um, of course, you know, um, I don't believe a word of it, you know, uh, as far as now, I'm not saying that those that were accused, um, are not guilty. I'm just saying as far as what they are trying to do, destroy the truth, destroy churches that preach the truth. I, I think it's, you know, I don't, I don't buy into that because that's i think the motive was well and um i will say when this me too movement started in the political world and uh and entertainment world that's you know that was pretty um suspect you know once they find out oh you know what i can uh, there's a there's opportunity to cash in on something that i was probably you know a lot of times you were probably part and partial to you know these ladies coming out you know yeah well, i was abused i was assaulted things like that um 15, 20, 30 years later, and they want to rehash all this stuff and bring it back up and then get a payout. Um, yes. Something awfully suspicious about that. This this kind of sounds similar to me. Am I wrong in saying that? I, again, I haven't yes, seen it. Yes, uh, absolutely. I, I think it's the devil's same old playbook. And um, So anyway, so let me go back and say Discovery put out a four-part series of the danger of being molested in independent fundamental Baptist churches. And uh, as if independent fundamental Baptist churches was like the Underground Railroad, you know, whereas uh, w w it's it's like a network like the Masonic Lodge or the Illuminati or something. And um, we're all kind of working together to destroy people's lives. And that's just not true. There's nothing true about that at all. And so, yeah, I want to address the subject. I don't want to minimize those people that have been sexually abused you know and normally as teenagers um and i'm not saying that the allegations are not true and uh, certainly those people that have committed the crime certainly should be uh, they should have to um, answer for their crimes absolutely but there's a real problem with the whole the whole thing um i watched all four series and i will just say this right off the bat and we'll get back into it if that's the best that they can do, I would say then that the independent the average independent fundamental Baptist church, if that's the best that they could do, because they basically honed in on three, you know, a situation in Gaylord, a situation at First Baptist in Hammond, and a situation in California. 
Uh, the one in California and the one in Gaylord goes back at least 15 years. And the one in Hammond goes back 50 years. Um, when um, apparently Joy Evans was sexually molested by the youth director, Dave Hiles, going back 50 years. Well, if that's the best that you can do, okay, then I would say then that, and you've got to go back 50 years or 15 years, I would say then that an independent Baptist church is probably the safest place to go mm-hmm. um, by far. And I'll give you some facts about that in just a little while. But, you know, first of all, truth always stands alone. And the right way has never been the popular way. There is always one truth, and that one truth testifies against all lies. Furthermore, those not for the truth are against the truth. Therefore, it is easy to find the truth because it will be rejected by most. That's why that uh, that's why it says that, you know, broad is the way that leads to destruction Mm -hmm. and many there be that go in there at. Now, I'm talking, first of all, I'm saying that basically independent Baptist. And by the way, I'll be the first one to tell you, independent Baptist preachers are cowards. Nine tenths of them. I got more respect for John MacArthur than I do the average independent Baptist that closed down during covid because the government said so. He's a coward and he should be. You should be run out of town on a rail. You ought to get right with God or resign. So I'm no fan of the independent Baptist average church. But I do believe that, you know, they they preach from a Bible for the most part. They believe the Bible is the word of God. They believe the gospel. And when I say the Bible is the word of God, they can nail it down and say this is the Bible. The King James Version is the is the Bible. And uh, that is the scriptures. And, uh, of course, salvation by grace through faith, not of works. And, um, you know, um, so many other things that, um, that the world is going to come against. Uh-huh. So they came against Christ, right? And um, people attacked the Bible. You see, because once you make an absolute statement, then you can expect <laughs> absolutely everybody else to gang up on that mm-hmm. because to them truth is all relative. Yep, yep. So I see this as just one of the ways the devil is using to try to undermine the credibility of Bible preaching churches. That's mm-hmm. what I see, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because what you're talking about is these allegations. Not only do they happen in independent Baptist churches, but they don't happen very often in independent Baptist churches, according to the statistics, you know, first of all. And, um, and, and, and secondly, um, the, the, the fact that, that it's, you're, you're going after independent Baptist. Why don't you go after the public schools? There's, there's more sexual assault teacher on student sexual assault in the public schools than there is an independent Baptist. And why don't you go after the Southern Baptist? There's more of that going on in the Southern Baptist convention than there is in independent Baptist churches. And why don't you go after the, do do you know that most kids are sexually, 55% are sexually assaulted in their homes and the vast majority of those kids in their own beds by family members? Did you know that? Mm. Um, Absolutely. The the number one place, the most dangerous place is not an independent Baptist church. The most dangerous place is in the home. Mm. Why don't you go after the parents that let it happen? And the mothers that no dad or stepdad is doing something says nothing about it. Yeah. Why don't you go after them, you cowards? It's because you've got an agenda. That's the bottom line. You've got a stinking agenda. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Why don't you ever go after the Catholics? Yeah. You know, uh, you recovering fundamentalist. You know, there's the Catholics preaching a false gospel, and then all their priests are, you know, doing their business with, with the boys, yep. you know, in the confessionals and everything why don't you go after any of that why don't you go after the public school why don't you go after the southern baptist in fact independent baptists are way down the line i'm telling you more kids are assaulted in their own beds in their own bedrooms by their own family or extended family we're talking to the point of 65 to 70 percent in or around their homes or in the home of a relative Mm. why don't you talk about that because you have an agenda. You're not interested in protecting the majority of kids. Otherwise, you'd go where kids are mostly abused. Yeah. 
you you're you're you, you've got a problem with the independent Baptist movement because you've got a problem with the truth. Mm. That's your problem right there. Mm. You've got a problem with the truth. Well, that's well said. I definitely agree that that's their agenda is showing through. But boy, I can tell you what. Um, for the independent Baptist haters, it doesn't take but a little molehill of evidence, and they're going to create a mountain out of it. And so, like you said, the first thing you told me after you watched this, you said it's 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 a bunch of nothing, you know. Um, and then I said, now let, let I, me let me refrain. The, the overall um, show what was a joke, because again. If that's the best that you can do, of course, they said 140, they've documented 140 cases. You know, that's not 140 convictions. That's 140 allegations of churches, they say, and pastors. Well, wait a minute here. There's a little bit of deception right there because then they throw in the agape boarding home and then, then the, the, the home for girls, you know, and then they kind of throw it all together as if they're all independent Baptist churches and independent Baptist preachers that covered up. You know, the Bible says you're a fool if you hear one side of the story and not get both sides. That's true. How come Bruce Goddard, how come he didn't say his side? Mm -hmm. How come you just automatically assume that he's guilty and he yeah. covered it up? Yeah. How come you say the same thing about, um, um, what was it, Jenkins, you know, mm -hmm. in Gaylord, Michigan? Um, I want to know what he has to say. Right. Now, it may be true and it may not be true. I, I, I'm not saying that, that the child, the, these girls were not molested. That's not what I'm saying. But what they're saying is independent Baptist, they cover it up mm -hmm. and they just pass the predators around from church to church. I don't think so. Yeah. And then, you know, another thing that is always thrown out in these discussions is they handled it wrong. They all people always say hindsight that. is always 2020. That's a, that is a very um, uh, empty statement. Of course, from your perspective, anybody can pass judgment. But uh, we don't know the facts. And that's what frustrates me about and I And I had someone, my wife actually asked me if I was going to watch it. I said, oh, you know what, I'm just not interested um, in watching it. And I said, one thing that frustrates me is it just comes down to a bunch of secondhand information, unvalidated, unsubstantiated claims. And now, like you said, these, these, the crimes may have happened. But when you start delving into, well, he hit it up or, or he covered it up or th his motive was this, or they're just trying to, you know, save face. You don't know their motives. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't know if he did cover it up or if he was, tr or, or what was taking place. It's all just, it's all a bunch of assumptions and secondhand information. Um, and, you know, that, that's no way to come to the truth. In fact, we, we shouldn't even be drawing conclusions and making uh, decisions in our mind um, based Absolutely. upon secondhand information and allegations that are just flippantly thrown around. That's right. It may be true, and it may not be true. Now, I'm not talking about those that have been convicted mm -hmm. and those that admitted it. I'm not talking about that. And as far as the stories that they showed on the, the show, this four-part series, each one about 30 minutes long, so about two hours of this. But a lot of it was just repetition. A lot of it was stuff that had been repeated and hashed out over the years. They just, you know, resurrecting these, these old uh, allegations. Again, I want to say, you know, Discovery, you got to go back 15, 50 years? you got to go back that far? Um. To, to prove your point, mm -hmm. is that because it's the only girls that would say anything? Mm -hmm. You know, um, maybe, maybe not. Well, I, and I'm not saying that, you know, these these predators should not be locked up. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying I see an alternative, uh, an alternate motive. Yes. You know, yes. Uh, because, again, go after the public school. Right. You know. Much more in the public school than in a church, any yeah. church for that matter, yep. you know, uh, and yeah. much more in a home. Go after the parents. And I think the the um, the description under the it said something about exposing the insidious, you know, behavior within the IFB movement, which leads to all this sexual abuse. So the agenda is to paint you know, independent Baptists as this, like you said, like this underground railroad of, you know, uh, sex abuse and things like that. Yeah. And so their agenda is showing, like you said, go after, uh, if you're going to be consistent and go after the places where it really happens the most. If you've uh, got a building that's burning and one person is in a shed and that shed is burning, okay, 
And you can rescue. You can either go to the one person in the shed or the 500 people that are in a building. Okay? Who are you going to go after? Mm -hmm. Okay? You say, oh, well, you know, I go after the 500, you know? Um, certainly that would be the most wise, to save the most lives. Okay, you hypocrite. Why don't you do the same thing? Okay, you want to expose the independent Baptist? Okay, that's fine. But how come you don't expose all the others, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that are much more dangerous? And, uh, and, and by the way, as far as, you, you know, where they say it's, you know, it's, um, they, they, they cover it well, so do the public schools. Oh, yeah. You, what about medical doctors? Mm -hmm. It's pretty dangerous going to the hospital. There's a lot of uh, medical doctors that use their profession and their practice to sexually assault um, people as that's well. Right, that's right. How come you don't expose that? Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's because you've got an agenda and uh, you're just using whatever you possibly can. Now, in all fairness, a lot of this had to do with um, the preachers covering it up. And, uh, of course, in the one case, the preacher said, well, we'll look into it. And according to them, they said, you know, the preacher said, well, I don't I don't doubt it. And then looked into it. And the next thing you know, he's gone, you know, and pops up somewhere else, you know, as if there's a pope somewhere that's placing them all around the independent. Well, some Baptist people may Church. assume that. You know, because yeah. what they do is they say IFB and they paint us like we're a, a denomination. Yeah, we're all tied together As if, somehow. you know, some Baptist church sends you a youth pastor, like you're bound and determined to take him, take him on. Right. You know, if if that guy was, was suspect from the beginning and this other church hired him, that's this other church's fault. That's right. That's, and, not, uh, the, that's not the whole movement. Uh, right, right. And even if the pastor where he's coming from recommended him, that's, that's, their, that's their problem. But that's not our problem. That's that's exactly <laughs> you know you're exactly right about that. Well, it it's just it's one sided for sure. So several, I want to give you this. First of all, the whole idea that that Brother Hiles, Jack Hiles, covered everything up. Okay, maybe there's some truth to it. Okay, maybe 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 not. Maybe he knew that Dave Hiles is fooling around and uh, got caught there in in Hammond and. Brother Hiles sent him down the Miller Road. Maybe, maybe not. You know, I don't know. And you don't know either unless you talk to him. And you're not going to get a chance to talk to him personally until you get to heaven or when we find out at the judgment seat. We don't know that. Um, but you know what the Bible says? You're wrong to receive an accusation unless you've got two or three witnesses. And then just because two or three people said they did it or saw it, doesn't mean that it happened mm -hmm. because there's a lot of false accusations going around out there. But let me tell you, I had in, uh, I guess about eight years ago. So a fellow called me and he said, I want you to know, he says, and I, and he prefaced it by saying this, I don't know why I'm calling you because I know you're not going to do anything about it. This is what he said. He said, I know for a fact there's a man in your church that is involved with children. And um, he is a pedophile. He sexually assaulted me when I was young. Okay. And he sexually assaulted others. I know for a fact. I can give you the names. And then he said this. And this is almost word for word. He says, and I know, I don't know why I'm telling you this, because you Hiles boys, you always sweep all these accusations under the rug. And I said, no, I said, I wasn't taught that by when I went to Hiles Anderson, you know, I was taught that, you know, you just don't receive an accusation just because somebody said it doesn't mean it's true. Brother Hiles wrote a whole book on that. And so you can go ahead and read it. This is book on justice. It's a very good. Book. It's a very good book. And it's right from the word of God. You see, this old boy, he don't like the word of God, you know. So he just he, he believes like, you know, believe all women kind of a thing. What, what a joke. What a joke. Believe all women. And uh, thank God that, you know, not everybody believed, what, what's her name, Ford, Blase, the Ford, you know. Oh, who that's right. Accused Kavanaugh uh -huh. of sex. I mean, she couldn't remember where she, she couldn't remember how she got there, how she got home. She couldn't remember anything, but she knew that Kavanaugh uh, sexually assaulted her. Mm -hmm. She listed the names of the people that were there, and the people that were there said, we weren't there. Mm-hmm. You know, right, right. So don't give me this. Women can have an agenda. Oh, you yeah. better know it's the truth. Yeah. 
And all, all of you people that are so against lynchings, don't give me this. Um, you're against lynchings. Do you know where a lot of these black young men got lynched because of? False accusations of rape. Mm. So don't give me that business. Yeah. So, um, so, so this, this whole thing, and by the way, I got some statistics I'll share with you in just a minute about that. But anyway, so, um, so he calls me, and I says, no, that's not what I was taught. I said, I was taught if you've got the goods, you bring them forward, and we'll deal with it. I said, but it's just you, number one. I said, but I will, I will grant you this. It is a crime, and it's serious. If we got a pedophile in our church, um, this is what I want you to do. I want you to call immediately. As soon as we hang up, I want you to call the police immediately. And, uh, and he says, oh, no, I don't want to split up my family. I don't want to split the church. I said, all of a sudden, uh, and then I said something like this. Well, you know, I, I don't know why you told me this because I knew that you Hiles, anti-Hiles boys like to cover up and sweep sin under the rug. See, you just wanted to cause internal strife. Yeah, yeah. If it was really a serious threat and dangerous, okay, and you really cared about the church and you really cared about the purity of the church, then you would go to the police immediately. Yeah. And that's what I say all the time. If there's a crime committed, you, you call the police immediately. Mm-hmm. You call child welfare immediately. Had a lady a while back call me about 15 years ago, 10 years ago, somewhere around there. And she said, somebody in the church is calling my daughter and get, talking sexual advances and bull. You know? And I said, well, it may be true, maybe not be true. You know what I said? Same thing. Call the police immediately. As soon as we hang up, call the police. You know, and uh, you say, hey, this is what people say. Well, how come the preacher didn't call the police? Well, I tried that one time. And you know what they said? They said, well, that's secondhand, you know, knowledge. You know, that's not going to work, you know. Um, and I, I said, well. As if the preacher is a big babysitter here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so call the police. That's what I say all the time. Yeah, and then it, it's them covering up at that point. Well, I don't want to start anything. Well, now you're covering it. That up. guy is a hypocrite. That's exactly what he is. He's a coward. He's, he's never been to this church, you know? And he says, you Hiles boys. And I said, no, you anti-Hiles boys. You don't want to deal with it, you know? And um, so another time we had this one lady, you know, so she accused this other guy of groping her, you know, um, right there in the foyer of the church. And she said the way that he holds the door open, you know, and he writes the rub up against me. So I started watching. Every single usher holds the door the exact same way, you know, you know, technically, the really proper way to do it is to pull the door open and then you stand outside the door and hold the door, you know. From the back. Right, you know. But everybody just kind of holds it, you know, holds it open and just kind of stands there. Because especially in the wintertime, it gets cold, you know. Right, you don't want right. to do that. So, you know, she showed me her ex, uh, ex parte. It's a bunch of lies. bunch of lies, you know. It's exactly what it is. And so, but I, I, I told her, same thing. I said, call the police. If a crime is committed... Call the police immediately, you know. We had, so she came with another woman in the church. Oh, my soul. And they were holding each other, hugging on each other, a bunch of baloney. And um, so sitting there, I said, this is going to destroy your ministry. I mean, this is going to end probably your ministry. It's going to split the church. And John, I kid you not. And so they're making a mountain. These two girl women are making a mountain out of a motor. One older lady who you would think would have some more maturity. You, you would think after all the, she would be, you know, uh, that's why, that's not why women are not supposed to run the church. Right. Because they don't think logically, especially these two. So this one younger one got the older woman all worked up. And next thing you know, there's all kinds of problems in the church, you know. Mm-hmm. Heck with it. I'm not having any part of it. Right. You know. And I come out later and I told everybody in the church, you took sides on that. You need to get right with God. Meet Good. you at the altar. You heard me say it, yeah, good. you know, several times, actually. I'm not going to let it go either. In fact, I might mention it um, ne- next uh, good, time I preach. it was a big, it was a big stupid joke. ordeal. So, I mean, and, and everybody involved left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let them leave. Let, let them leave, you know. And uh, there's this couple ladies that they left and went to a church, you know, about 10, 15 miles from here. And, uh, boy, our church is just stable, you know, going on, growing, God's blessing. You know, got a building project going, two building projects this last year go- going. God's been good, man, you know. And uh, they run off to this other church. They, they, you know, they, they find a church where they can control the pastor or anything. They've been through pastor after pastor, you know. What a mess. Mm-hmm. What, what a mess. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you're welcome back here, by the way, mm. you know, where you're going to hear the word of God and the man of God isn't going to tailor his message to, to fit you. Well, anyway, so they make their demands. You know, I don't want him teaching or preaching anymore because he was a retired preacher, you know, or in the pulpit, you know. Well, he's I, I paying attention to that. So after they made that demand, next thing out, I'm putting him up there and praying. Now, honestly, I didn't have him preach. I had him preach one time, and uh, he ain't much of a preacher. I just got to <laughs> say it, you know. So, so I, you know, it just, I, let's just put it this way. He ain't my style of preacher, you know. Uh, I don't want no talker and just kind of, you know, that kind of a thing. But anyway, so, so I had him preach. I had him sing. Oh, it made him mad. Let him get mad, you know. Uh, the very fact that you tried to control me by controlling him, th that ain't going to work. Yeah. And so they done left. Goodbye. You know, um, see you in eternity. Uh. You can apologize then, you know. So, so uh, anyway. But, yeah, I mean, that, that whole allegation there, um, you know, they don't want to deal with it. Uh, they don't want to do it the way the Bible says. That's exactly right. They want right. to come and dump it in your lap. And then no matter what you do with the situation, it, you, you it's lose. always you handled it wrong. Yeah, you now, lose. Just so so if, if, if the pastors would have jumped on just, oh, I believe it, just because, you, just because you said it, therefore I believe it. Now what I do is I say you need to call the police right now, right now, in my office right now. You know? um, and so I let, them, I let people know that from the pulpit. It's a funny thing. I solved all that problem. Mm -hmm. You know, you go tell you, listen, uh, these girls go tell your mom or your dad. And how come your mom and dad didn't call the police? Mm -hmm. And how come you didn't call the police? And again, there's something funny about all these girls. They, they say that they're being raped. Now, rape by definition is violence. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, if that's true, why are you keep going back and being getting beat up again, going back into the house, going back into babysitting, going following your you know your your the predator all over the country if it's so bad how come you keep going back for more mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. that doesn't make any sense to me yep you know and people that brag about rape as the same lady used to brag about rape i was almost telling you about you know um bragging about the rape you know and always in praise time raising their hands saying you know i was raped you know several years ago and uh, people that have been truly raped truly victimized they, they 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 do not want to you know just brag about it in a public setting you know um but uh you, you know to, to really qualify as a rape you know in the bible it talks about a woman if a man gets a woman out in the field you know she doesn't cry out she doesn't scream she doesn't fight back she doesn't resist well <laughs> you know come on you know um, well, I mean that that'll get you, you know, crucified nowadays. You know, who's that guy back in Missouri um, uh, uh, politics who said he made the fateful, was it talent? He made the fateful statement, legitimate rape, and they crucified him for that, and probably cost him whatever office he was running for. Yeah, senator, senator. Um, and Claire uh, he, McCaskill he said, won in, he, in place of him. He basically just said legitimate rape, um, and, and and they took that saying, well, you're you know you're um, minimizing all these these assaults, but. Uh, what the world wants you to do is they want you to live as if everybody's perfect and then throw up their hands when sin nature shines through. I mean, they say it's okay, like we talked about last week, dancing. You know, and then, we, then our, we're shocked when kids get pregnant at um, prom night. Well, anybody who believes the Bible is not shocked. We'd be shocked if that didn't happen. That's right. Because you get a man and a woman alone, you understand what, what we're made of. But uh, you see, that's the problem. Women... Uh, will not take that into account, like the Bible says. If sh if you're if you were in that situation, you were wrong. Now you're not you're not guilty of rape, but you certainly aren't. You know you, you certainly have uh you know, have made some serious mistakes. You've got you're full. I mean to put yourself in these situations, like you said, uh you know out at night, you know getting tipsy at these parties and things like that, as if everything's just gonna work out fine. Yeah. As if they, you know he's just got the greatest of motives. You know, uh, yeah, it's it, you're nuts. Yeah, you got a lot of so-called date rape. Yeah. Right. Yeah, or, or regret where you know, uh, well now I regret what I did. And now I'm gonna try to cash in on it or something like that. And and don't tell me it doesn't happen. Because we, we know that it does. Statistics show that it does happen at least sometimes. But let me get back to this. So the, guy, the girl comes in into the pastor's study. First of all, 
and no girl ever going to come into my study and sit with me by myself. Now, pastors that do that make serious mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, you're crazy for doing that. You know, so well, where's she supposed to go? She's supposed to go to her daddy. That's where she's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, a lot of these women now, you know, they have marital problems and whatnot. <laughs> and so they want to come to the pastor to fix the husband. <laughs> you need to listen, lady, you need to go to your husband. You shouldn't have married him in the first place. <laughs> you know, uh, if you're so abusive to you and all that kind of stuff. Well, you're stuck now, you know, and this is what the Bible says. Let the older women teach the younger women how to love their husbands and, you know, be, you know, be the right kind of, of a wife. That's yeah. what it says. Yeah. You know, yeah, you get a lady coming to you about, well, my marriage is a mess. I mean, that's just a recipe for disaster. You know, she wants to confide in you and tell you how horrible the situation and th- is. And then the stupid pastor, all he's going to do is enable her and say, oh, no, you, no you, you're, you're, you're worth loving and, and you've got self-worth and self-act. Now, all of a sudden, she's, you know, because most of adultery, you know, um, it is, is not just a one-time thing. Mm. It's built upon, uh, you know, communication. Mm. You, you know, you build a relationship through communication right. and the next thing you know one thing leads to another mm. and um but i want to say something else this whole thing of the whole ifb movement how you don't say anything about the catholic movement southern baptist movement the um the lutherans that the, the, they've got big problems as well in fact they all do just like you said you know but here's the difference Independent Baptist, and not all independent Baptists are independent Baptists. So don't throw us in with the, with the mix of, of charlatans. But independent Baptists believe that we are weak and any of us can fall. Don't you guys believe the Bible? Right. David fell. Right. You know, Samson fell. Solomon, 700 wives and 300 concubines, you know. And, uh, and so we see that over and over in the Bible, People are falling. So what God is saying, look, you're weak in this area. The flesh is, you know, spirit is weak. Flesh is weak, you know, and the world is strong. And so what we need to do is stay away from temptation. Yes. About three or four years ago, there's a lady at the gas station. Her car broke down or whatever, and I just happened to pull up. Lady in church. She said, can you give me a ride? Nope. Nope. You know. I said, I don't want my good to be spoken to evil of and avoid the appearance of evil, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I said, I wish I could help you. I'll call somebody. I'll br- get my wife to come and get you, you know, or we'll come back and get you. Just hang around here. And she didn't want that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, another time I was at the hospital and a um, family member was dying. And so the lady said, I don't have a way home. My husband took the car and, you know, kind of a thing. Um, boy, I felt like I was in a bad situation. I said to the brother, Brother Reader, that was his name. I said, Brother, you're going to have to talk to her. If you understand what we believe as, as independent Baptists, we believe what the Bible says, you know, and uh, all of us are weak. And so that's what we believe. So really, a true independent Baptist is going to say, hey, the flesh is weak. We are not going to allow ourselves to get into a compromised situation. And I believe the vast majority of independent Baptists believe that. But I do even think independent Baptists fall as well. We're all made of the same stuff, you know. And a Ca- lot of it comes down to just being, like you said, foolish, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, just foolish decisions. Yeah, and even as an independent Baptist, knowing that, but, you know, uh, allowing for compromised situations, pastor study, counseling sessions, and things like that. Or just like that, well, i got to take so-and-so, i got to pick up so-and-so for church. Well, you know, I've had this happen before. I was going to pick up some kids for church, you know. Um, well, my brother's not coming. It's just me. Sorry. Nothing we can do. I can't take you. I'm not, you know, uh, but that's, you know, that'd be stupid, foolish. We'll get in, you know. Right. It's just five minutes down the road. Right. Well, what we do is, you know, soul winning becomes the the end, you know, the, the end of everything. Just we got we got to get them to church. We got to get the number. And then we're willing to make compromises to get the number, you yeah. know. Well, that's dangerous, too. Yeah. You know, we have to do God's work God's way. Amen. You know. And uh, that kind of a thing. But, again, something else about the IFB. That's what they call it, you know, the IFB movement. Well, I don't know about the movement, but, first of all, I don't even believe in a movement. I believe there has always been people throughout history that have believed what IFB believes. For example, I stands for independent. We're independent. We don't answer to Nashville. We're not a denomination. We don't have a pope. 
There's no cardinals. There's no bishops, you know, none of that, uh, archbishop, none of that stuff. We are a self-supporting autonomous church. We're completely independent. That's what that means. You know, I had a preacher one, uh, you know, listening to him a while back. I admire very much. And he said, I'm pulling out of the independent Baptist movement. Well, that old boy never uh, does not understand what independent Baptist is. If he still believes the doctrines that he believed before, and he said he does, well, then when you pull out of something, then what do you become? You become independent of the independents? <laughs> I mean, what a moron. Well, and that word, only we only have to use it now to differentiate ourselves because of something that is new, and that is these conglomeration uh, yes. uh, uh, organizations. So now to differentiate ourselves from an unbiblical approach to church, you know, which is this big, you know, headquarters and this big conglomeration. Now we have to differentiate ourselves by saying, no, we're independent. We're not a part of that. That's right. And then the second word, fundamental. Fundamental just means back to the basics. That's what it means. And we, to me, it just means, as far as what I could tell, fundamental just means believe what the Bible says. You know, God said it. That settles it. Bottom line. I think that the safest place to be is in a church that lines up with the Bible because all churches in the Bible, Corinth, Corinthian church, Thessalonian church, they were all independent churches, not tied together by any, they anything. They couldn't have been back then. They couldn't have been, yeah. right. Couldn't have had a headquarters and a, and a, you know, a central uh, uh, agency and things like that. As, and then as far as fundamental, we believe in the fundamentals of the faith. Salvation by grace through faith, baptism after, after you get saved, you know, the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is coming again, you know. Uh, as, as if preaching that somehow creates uh, a climate, an atmosphere for, for rape and child molestation? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't well, think listen so. to our episode on Baptist church history, and you made the inflammatory statement, which I'm sure most people would say. I can't believe you'd say that. But you said all New Testament your first century New Testament churches were independent fundamental Baptist churches. They were. And all these people that buy into this baloney that we're talking about, they I sure they throw their hands up and say, I can't believe you'd say that, you know, and because they equate bat, independent Baptists with skirt wearing, don't listen to rock and roll music and don't dance. What a bunch of That's morons. That's all they think it comes down to. Um, but like you said, uh, it's a s belief system that can be traced back all the way to the very first church. And it has nothing to do with a movement. With people people who get all hung up, they feel like they have to defend a movement. Well, what for? Why do you feel like we have to defend a movement? Um, a movement, it's just that's just what it is. It's going to be here to, at one time, and it's going to fizzle at the next. That's right. But uh, to, to just align yourself with the belief system and understand God's going to take care of his church. That's exactly right. IFB is a description. It is not a denomination. No headquarters. It just means we're independent. We're fundamental. We believe the Bible, and we believe that baptism follows a profession of faith. Amen. And, uh, and there's a lot of churches that say that they're not independent fundamental Baptists, but they, they are. are. And they are, yeah. Because it's just a description. You know? IFB is one, by the way, is a term that, that they like to use because it gets rid of the independent. You don't have to say independent. You just say IFB and, and you don't really. Because independent uh, kind of negates the whole thing they're trying to, to, trying to um, uh, convince us of, that we yeah. just kind of group. Yeah, absolutely. Several years ago, I spoke to a pastor in this area who told me that First Baptist Church. Now, when I say First Baptist Church, Jack Hiles, they say that he is the, I, I don't know, the founder of the IFB movement. That's not true. You can go back to J. Frank Norris even before that. And even before that, you can go back to Spurgeon. You know, what a bunch of baloney, you know. But that's what they want to pin it on because he was a very successful preacher, very wise man. And so people would go to his pastor school. People would go to his college, you know, and I did, you know. Um, my pastor recommended, you know, me to go there. And I've never recommended any, anybody to go to Howells Anderson College. But most of the kids that go to college through our church go to Howells Anderson College. And I think it's a good college. Even now, I think it's a good college, you know. Um, it's not perfect. Um, but I think it's better than a lot. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but anyway, so there was this one pastor, not far from here, actually. And he tells me that first Baptist church is a cult because, you know, they lack repentance in the gospel, you know, 
and uh, that kind of a thing. And I remember I would go play the piano at their church when they'd have revivals, and and uh, I'd take people there, and I'd people get mad, you know. And I people say I ain't never going back there again because of just all constant attacks on Jack Isles and First Baptist Church. What are you so afraid of, you know? Um, you know, again, you know, that which is attacked is usually, uh, got some credibility, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the attacker doesn't have the credibility. You, you know what I'm saying? The devil is the accuser of the brethren, you know? And, uh, you know, when I was at first Baptist and Howells Anderson, I remember one of the first things that I was taught, you don't criticize another man of God, whether he is of our stripe or not. You right. just don't, right. you yeah. don't go down that road. But I was very, very seldom ever did. I mean, one time I think you mentioned MacArthur. Um, I don't think you ever mentioned Billy Graham or, you know, he he mentioned Schuler back back Crystal Cathedral days, you know. But that's about it. I don't I don't remember him naming names, you know, and that kind of a thing. But anyway, but he was always always attacked. Well, anyway, so get this now, Jonathan. So anyway, um, he says, well, what about all the accusations against Hiles? You know, this is back in the Jenny Nishtick era, you know, uh, late 1980s and the 90s. And, and that's, then that's what, you know, Jenny, uh, Jenny Nishtick was, was accused by the biblical evangelist. This is going way back now. Uh, Robert Sumner, who was the editor in chief of the biblical evangelist, which is kind of like kind of like a split from the sword of the Lord. Not really. Uh, he was just ticked off because he didn't get the editorship, you know, <laughs> after John Rice died. He went to Curtis Hudson and that kind of, you know, it kind of went that way. But anyway, and so his big allegations came out against, you know, Jack Hiles. He was fooling around with his secretary. Jenny Nistick was his senator, secretary. Uh, secretary, you know, and, and did the, 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 I think, media secretary and especially involved with, um, all the tapes, getting the tapes, you know, his sermon tapes around the world and that kind of a thing. Um, but anyway, so, you know, he's he's talking to me about, well, you know, First Baptist, they're covering up, and there's all these allegations, and then there was another guy. I cannot remember his name, but he was accused and convicted of um, uh, fondling a they, – they had like a Pathfinder class, okay. which was for handicapped kids. I think Pathfinders was the little kids, and then they had – um, one for teenagers called, I can't remember, something else. But anyway, I want to say Ballinger, but I, I can't remember if that's right or not. I mean, I'm going way back now. You know, this is all this is all not scripted here. A lot of what we say is just kind of like off the top of my head. So uh, I know that, you know, our enemies have crucified me if I get one little thing wrong, right, okay, right. you know. But anyway, so anyways, this preacher is talking about, well, they cover it up and cover it up, blah, blah, blah. And so I went this route with him. I said, well, it was about 10, 12 years ago. He had somebody in his church, okay, whose daughter accused, uh, was, was handicapped as well, okay, who one of the staff members in his church, um, by accusation anyway, sexually molested this handicapped girl, you know, down in the basement of the church. And I'm saying, well, 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 what goes around comes around. Isn't that interesting, you know? So I thought this, okay, you, you run a church of about 150, okay? Jack Kyle's runs 30,000, okay? So he has, what, three or four a year maybe? You've got one, you know, by, by, by ratio, it's more dangerous to be a member of your church <laughs> than it is to Brother Howells' church. <laughs> You know, you know, you got one or two that comes out over 30 years. I mean, I mean, 30,000 over several years, you know, when since he was there. I mean, OK, so there's Dave Hiles. There was there was there was several. I, I'll grant that. But 30,000. Right. You know, that's more than this whole town. Uh huh. You know, this town and a couple towns by it. Yeah. The whole town could fit in the auditorium. <laughs> You're right. And, and so and, and so it's like. Don't give me that. And we've had those same problems in our church because people are people no matter where you go. What's so hard to understand about that? Yeah. That yeah. just, I mean, it, you're just going to have, whether you're a church or a basketball team or, a, a, you know, a, 
you know, whatever. It's gonna you're gonna have the same type of people. That's right. So anyway, this pastor he told me he says first thing I did you because he was accused of covering it up, you know, sweeping it under the rug. He said the first thing I did is call CLA, and I believed him. I believe he's a man of integrity. But why can't you give Jack Hiles the same degree of integrity that you expect people to give you? Right. Maybe Jack Hiles called CLA as soon as he heard about it. I remember when, you know, Jack Scott fell, mm-hmm. you know, you know, a- a- as if it only happens in independent Baptist churches. By the way, of all the mega churches out there, there's more of these non-denominal denominational mega church pastors that fall than independent Baptist mega churches that fall. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Certainly there's not nearly as many independent Baptist mega churches now as used to be, but at one time the largest church in every state was an independent Baptist church. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't all these you know dropping like flies all the time. You follow me? Right. But anyway, I'm thinking, man, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt, you know? Why can't you give others the same benefit of the doubt? Why do you got to be the first to throw a stone, you know? And, um, well, anyway, let me just go ahead and say a few things here. Widespread sexual abuse cases in the Southern Baptist Church reported, um, you know, and this is February of 2019, that roughly 380 clergy, lay leaders, and volunteers had faced allegations of sexual misconduct leaving behind over 700 victims since 1998, okay? So all the discovery can find is 140. That's what they said, 140, maybe it was 141. Why don't you go here? 700 victims, you know? Right. Um, that, that's, that's a lot, is it right. not? And, um, and by the way, there's a lot more. I, it's, it's hard to say who's independent and who's not and how, 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 how strictly you're going to define that. There's a lot of independent Baptist churches out there. Um, They say about 40,000 Southern Baptist churches, about 40,000 independent Baptist churches. I think there's probably more independent Baptist churches. Man, we've got several of them just right around here. Right. You you know? Um, But anyway, Catholic churches, even what? Insurance companies, Jonathan, receive from Protestant churches each year about 260 reports involving allegations sexual misconduct Mm. you know and then a lot of those you know catholics you know of all the protestant church catholics 228 you know Mm. according to insurance companies you know so all the product i I mean the catholic church all is equal in weight to all the protestant churches combined Mm. so that's that's really as far as i'm concerned that that that's really telling would you not agree yeah yeah well, I mean, I, I imagine you're going to find numbers like that wherever you go. And wherever that, you go. People that are shocked at that, you just don't understand human nature, the Bible, sin nature. Um, but if you think you found the answer to, to getting rid of sex, sexual abuse by wiping out independent Baptists, you're just a fool. You're right. a fool. Right. Right. And, and to me, I would want to go to a church. Okay. So if I were looking for a church and I had young teenage girls, so and I interviewed the pastor, I would say, I would say, now, do you believe in the sin nature of you and everybody else mm-hmm. well independent Baptist is going to say yes okay well what do you do to prevent yourself from being led into temptation okay now they came and asked me i'd say well you'll never see me alone with your wife ever you know and neither will i ever counsel your wife neither will i ever be alone with your, your kids ever neither will i allow anybody to do that that's standard independent Baptist teaching. Man. Now, not all independent Baptists follow their own teaching, but you're safer in, a, in an environment like that rather than going to a Southern Baptist or a non-denominational church where they turn the lights down, play sensual music, and then put everybody on the dance floor groping and twerking each other. As if that's not going to breed it, breed the sexual right. perversion. Right. I mean, what? That's what Listen, the average independent Baptist church is anti-dating. You know, so don't give me this that you were somehow promoting it. I never let my kids date mm-hmm. and I preach against dating. You know, I mean, you shouldn't date until you're ready to look for a mate. Amen. All you're doing is playing with fire. Yep. You know, and uh, I've said it a million times more young men and women, but especially young men. They they go to the devil between 15 and 18 years of age because, you know, a job. 
and a girl, yeah. you know, yep. and they don't need the job. They ain't got no bills. Right. And they don't need to date. Amen. Right. Now, when you went to college, I told you, I said, now, Jonathan, I never wanted you to date and you didn't date. And I thank you for that. But now that you're in college. OK, now it's time to start dating because these are transitional years, you know, and of course you did same way with Amanda and my other children as well. And uh, I have one that's 16 years of age right now. No date. And he's not going to date. You say, well, what if he decides to do it? Well, then he can just pack his bags and leave. Because I'm not going to be part and partial to his sin. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? If he thinks he's old enough to know, you know, be on his own, well, praise the Lord. I'll help him get started. Mm-hmm. I'll buy him. I'll pay for his first month's, you know, apartment or whatever. But, um, I mean, if he's going to go to the devil, he's not going to go to the devil in my house. With your help, too. Yeah, yeah, you know, with, with, with my help. Absolutely. Well, you know what? Uh, a lot of people say that uh, uh, this purity culture, that's what they would call it, is, uh, is part of the problem. And because we preach so hard against, you know, preach modesty, preach decency, and pre- preach about purity and things like that, then it causes this culture of, of victimhood. Where, yeah, purity culture. Yeah. That's where, what they call it. Where now, um, you know, it, it causes people to fall because you've basically told them you can do no other. You know, just, you know, just the presence of temptation is, is all it's going to take to cause you to fall. And they claim that, uh, you know, just like this this documentary— um, that independent batches are breeding that behavior, um, but like you, like you pointed out right from the very beginning, the numbers just show you're a two-faced liar. Yeah, you you won't touch these other organizations. You talked about it that are fraught with this stuff. Even you, much worse. You've got an agenda against the truth, like you said at the very beginning. This purity culture nonsense. Don't buy any of that. God wants you to be decent and covered up and moral and free fornication. That's that's purity culture and that's biblical. Amen. Amen. I remember when I first went to Howells Anderson, I remember one of the first things we were taught. I'll never forget it. You don't touch a woman. Amen. You don't rub up against a woman, you know, and uh, you don't hold hands. You don't kiss. You don't date alone. I mean, what more can they do to try to keep that from happening? But don't you have at least enough sense between your ears to know that there's there's tears that are going to grow along with the wheat, right. and people are weak and people are going to fall. The best of men are at best men, but still, if the discovery shows, if they if that's the best they got, then I would say they have just proved that independent Baptist churches that are truly independent Baptist churches are the safest places to be. Yeah, rather than rather than um, the other way around, they're they're trying to destroy. It, really, what they're trying to do is is use that to destroy the gospel. Yes. Use that to destroy holiness. Yeah. Use that to destroy purity or water down purity. You know. Well, it's kind of like, that promote carnality. Basically, is what it is. It's kind of like all this. Uh, what I said about about Donald Trump. You know, they investigate him for four years trying to prove how guilty he is. And he's got to be the most innocent person. All in the you've world. done is shown he's innocent because you try so hard to prove he's guilty. You can't come up with anything. He's got to be the most innocent yes, man. Yes, yes, And something else, too. And so, again, getting back to the pastor thing. Okay, well, let me ask all you critics something. So you're the pastor, okay, and a 15-year-old girl comes in and says, I was, I was sexually, I was raped by the high school teacher or the youth director. Okay, so what are you going to do? Right. What are you going to do? Okay, now I'll tell you what I would do. When, when I first counsel anybody, I'm saying right now, I'm telling you right now, if you're going to tell me about a crime, then I'm calling the police, okay? And I think we live in an era where, you know, you can't have qualified immunity. What, how come lawyers get it? Yeah. How come lawyers get it? How come you can confess anything to a lawyer, but somehow that's all qualified immunity? That, that's, that's, that, that's lawyer-client confidentiality. Well, that used to be a thing in, you know, for pastors as well. And really, there still is a degree of that. I heard a CLA, um, Christian Law Association uh, representative, say this. If you hear about it, um, you know, just in passing, you're, you're obligated to report it. Mm. But if it's told to you in confidence, you're not necessarily obligated. It just depends on the circumstances. Okay. 
But something else needs to be thrown into this mix. What if the preacher just jumps the gun, you know, and the next thing he does is he fires the guy and tells the church why he fires the guy, and the girl was lying? Now all that turns around. Now the preacher can be sued. Yeah, it happens all the time. It absolutely does. It happens all the time. You know? The girls are lying about stuff like this. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And so, um, again, are we supposed to just believe all women? You know, like Joe Biden, believe all women. When it was Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. But then when Tara Reid comes out and says, you know, oh, yeah, Joe Biden molested me. Well, she's lying. Well, wait a minute, Joe. You know, I thought we're supposed to believe all women. You just believe women when it's in your best interest to believe women because you've got an agenda. You don't really care about what's right. And neither do any of these other people as well. Right. Um, these people, to, again, all these lynchings that you're so, so much against. Okay. They many of those lynchings were based upon false allegations of a black man raping a, a woman. Mm. Okay. And, uh, and by the way, the lynchings, they're all Democrat, all in the South. Wow. You know, and um, that, you know, that, that's just, that's terrible. Yeah. But, um, and by the way, so you want to know where I got that from? The Innocence Project. And also, you can check it out for yourself on uh, Wikipedia. According to the National Library of Medicine, false accusations could be as high as 10%. The Pentagon issues an annual report on sexual assaults in the military. Nearly one quarter of all cases last year were thrown out for lack of evidence, according to a report released just last May. Hmm. You know, so again, just because somebody says it does not mean it's true. That's what the, that's 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 a fact. Yeah. You know, and um, what about uh, Naboth? You know, yeah. we see that Naboth, you know, so Jezebel says, I'll get you Naboth's vineyard. Next thing she knows, she hires and bribes you know you talk about corrupt two people pays two people off to say you know Naboth blasphemed God and the king and that's it we don't need a trial that's a capital offense took him out and stoned him and had no defense you know and uh and then everybody's justified well you know he blasphemed God and the king and then Jezebel goes in there and says well I got for nothing what you're going to pay good money for right how about Jesus himself False accusers came forth to accuse Jesus. Mm -hmm. According to you, just the fact that somebody said it means it's true, you know? Well, then, I guess your Christ, your Jesus, is is, is guilty of crimes. Mm. But the Bible teaches us, you know, against an elder received not an accusation. Right. You know? The problem is it's just social media stuff. You know, we were better off without social media. <laughs> yes, a- abs- you know, absolutely. And um, so anyway, what the left has done is to say that and this is what they do, especially with the Kavanaugh case, you know, with um, with Ford, you know, Christine Blasey, yeah, I you know, her name. Ford, Ford, Christine Ford. Yeah, Blasey Ford. I think that's what it is. Um, so, of course, she couldn't remember anything except that. You know, Kavanaugh tried to undress her, um, you, you know, and of course, thank God it was thrown out. But she put him through hell. Yeah, she did. You know, and uh, really marred his name, mm-hmm. you know. And humiliated his family. Yeah, yeah. And for a while right there, it could be a bad, you know, it, it was, you know, no doubt. And you could see the anguish in his eyes, you yeah. know, that, how much he was false. But see, what the left has done is say that false reporting never happens or very seldom happens so they can make their claims more credible. Mm. You know, that's what they say. But let me just go on and say this. If these women were repeatedly raped, why do they keep going back for more? I'm talking about a teenager, you know, repeatedly raped, you know, and, um, how come the relationship with their parents is so flimsy that they're not willing to tell their parents? But they'll tell their friends, they'll tell their, um, their pastor or youth pastor. Something pretty funny about that. And a pastor should say, we need to call your parents right now. Right. Now, it's a bad thing, you know, that it all comes out. You know, I get that. But still, let me give you this. 
according to the Center for Prosecutor Integrity, over 20, you hear what I said? According to the Center for Prosecutor Integrity, over 20 million have been falsely accused of sexual abuse. 27% of false accusations involve child custody disputes. Wow. So there's a lot of this false, you know, uh, reporting. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women will just say, well, my ex abusing this child right here as a way to get control of the, you know, the child, you know. And uh, 50% of false accusations were among people who were, were, were in a relationship, you know. So you're dating this guy, you know. Um, can you really legitimately call that rape? I mean, you go out with the guy. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're necking and petting in the backseat of a car. And then things get too far. And then, you know, why can't he call it rape? You know, and I, I think the time is coming because now you can't define a man from a woman. As soon as the accusation goes, and most most of the rape victims are women, you know. But um, I'm telling you, you women, you feminists, that you can't define what a woman is, except when it comes to situations like this. Okay, I'm telling you, you're creating a a real problem for you're digging yourself into a hole where now these guys are going to say I was raped by my, my ex-woman you know mm-hmm. you, you know and of course i don't believe that's possible but anyway that's where it is going to go but that that's exactly that's where it is now oh yeah you know and so you know the majority of sexual assaults again take place in the home second in the public school system i can't remember third but way up there is in hospitals remember that one girl was in a coma and next thing you know, she's pregnant, has a baby. She's been in a coma for like eight or ten years. My and she's goodness. pregnant, had a baby. Remember that? Um, most rapes occur in a house, in the girl's own bed, when she's attacked while she's in bed sleeping. You know, And I think you ought to start there. And I do agree that it's, it's terrible everywhere. Yeah. But, and it does happen in churches like ours. It, does. it certainly right. does. But... Far less mm-hmm. than it happens in other churches. Far less than it happens in hospitals, schools, or in the victim's own home. Now you say, well, okay, well, what should we do about it? You know, well, I think pastors, they need to forget the whole idea of pastor counseling, um, you know, immunity or confidentiality. Those days are gone, you know, especially when the person comes to you and says, I was the victim. If you're a victim of a crime, it needs to be reported. But where do you draw that line? Are you, are you, are you telling me that you're going to report a, a domestic assault in the fourth degree? Are you telling me that a pastor's supposed to do that every time? Yeah, you, 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 you guys got screws loose, <laughs> you know. Um, the pastor would be on the phone to the police 24-7 especially in bigger churches, happens all the time. My daughter, one of these girls that was, was big in, you know, on, on this show, um, she eventually went to Hollis Anderson College. My daughter was her dorm supervisor. It's just, according to her, that girl was a rebel, bragged about the fact that she was, you know, she, she, she was in bed with a youth director or school teacher, I can't remember who, you know, but now all of a sudden, flip it around because all of a sudden now you're anti-independent Baptist. Uh-huh. Problem is, problem is you, the Holy Spirit's convicting you. You're not saved and, and, and you want, I don't know, to, to, you know, to somehow, you know, independent Baptist to just quit preaching the truth because, you know, it's convicting you. Well, you better, you come here, you're going to hear the truth. You say you won't come back, fine. But. An independent Baptist believes that um, we're weak. All of us are weak. That's why we believe you shouldn't date. Mm-hmm. As if as if our teaching on don't date until you're ready and then never date alone, always have a chaperone. That's what I was taught at Hiles Anderson. You know, you can never go off campus 
with somebody of the opposite sex. You could never do that, you know? And um, Yeah, and you dated that way? You got caught kissing or necking or pen. You were out, you know? Uh, they threw you out. And so don't give me that, you know? They did their very best. But you got a college of 2,000. I guarantee it happens in other colleges to the same degree, whether it's a Southern Baptist college, Nazarene college. What do you think? Independent Baptist or some special breed of, of evil? Right. Well, you know. we do. <laughs> yeah. But we agree that we're all a special breed of evil. That's why we go the extra mile, by and large, to make sure that these things don't happen. Because we are like one of the lowest as far as it's concerned. But what they like to do is blow it all up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And these these allegations, like you said, we're not saying that they're false. But neither do we have to sit here and say they're true. We're not like the Democrats that say believe all women. You know, the sad fact about social media is now everyone's got to have opinion on uh, an opinion on everything that comes out. Did you know it's not your right to declare d- guilt or innocence in any of these situations? That's right. No, you, you're, you're, you've, you're out of bounds already by even formulating an opinion. Honestly, a lot of this stuff shouldn't even have come into our, into, you know, we don't, we're not the judge in this area. That's right. Um, and, in fact, that's one thing that Brother Hiles says in his book. You're wrong to even make a judgment a lot of times. Um, so, so what happened? Well, first of all, if you believe the Bible, you're not surprised. Secondly, if you believe the Bible, you say it has nothing to do with me. Amen. And people say <laughs> raise awareness. That's the dumbest thing in the world. And people say you got to raise awareness. As You're going to be crucified for that statement, by the way. Me? Yeah. Raise awareness about what? I agree. That we're people? People are people? I agree. You know? But you see, that's what it is. People who are biblically illiterate think, oh, oh, you mean this stuff actually happens? I mean, come out of your fairy world and yeah. realize. Read the Bible. Yeah, you don't need to raise awareness if you're aware of the Bible. Then you already know. Right. You know? That, um, that's exactly right. But that's a, I've always thought that was a hilarious statement. They use it for everything. Yeah. you got to raise awareness about this, that, and the other thing. Raise awareness. So now I'm aware, and I'm part of the solution, I guess, because I know what happened. Jesus said this. He said, he's preaching to a crowd, and he says, y'all of you, bunch of adulterers and adulteresses. Yes. That's what he said. Yes. And you're adulterers at heart. If you, got, if you could get away with it, he said you'd do it, you know. And I'll tell you something else. You'd be surprised what you would do if you thought you could get away with it. You better know That's it's the true. truth. And true. we believe that. That's why we say, well, we don't want to. We don't want to you know, disappoint the Lord. We don't want to sin. Therefore, we know that we're weak. We know that the devil will set an environment, set up temptations. And that's why we're supposed to pray, lead us not to temptation. Not the sin, but the temptation that leads to the sin. Yeah. You know, oh, if that's legalism, well, that's, that Jesus taught us that. Like the illustration you give all the time about the edge, right? Where you say, yeah. I want to get close to the edge. So I'm going to make my standards further back. Yes. So that if I do fall, I don't fall safety net. Right. Yes. Yeah, because the winds, the waves of doctrine and circumstances of life, well, they can knock you down. If you fall down, you don't want to fall off. Right. You know, you can get back up again. But that's exactly right. Well, thanks for tuning in. I know this is a hot button of an issue, but um, I don't know what others are going to do. But as far as we're concerned, we're going to do it by the book, by the Bible, by the scriptures. And, and, uh, as far as I know, the only ones that are really doing that are true, independent, fundamental Baptists. And that's why they're being attacked. That's right. Amen. All right. Well, thanks for listening today. We'll be back again with you next week. Love to hear from you, too, by the way. And if you are not aware, we're now streaming these on Facebook. And we're on the um, Canceled Preacher page. So Facebook.com slash Canceled Preacher. And uh, anyway, we'll be back with you again next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks you very much.